Hello, everybody. Thank you for checking in for another episode of Apotheosis of a Bombast. This is episode number four. I'm Scott, and with me, as usual, is Elton. Good afternoon. How are you doing? We both have a little bit of snow on the ground. Uh, I know in the UK you guys had that monstrous, what was it, three inches that crippled the nation there the other day? Yeah, I, I don't even think it crept up to three inches. Yeah. There were there were places, um, my parents, they had nine inches. Huh? But you know, in Russia and Slovakia and places like that, you know, they end up with feet and feet and feet of snow and nothing stops. But over here, no one's prepared for it. Yeah, I think that's the key, because up where my parents live, it's regular to get up to a foot of snow a week, but they're just prepared for it. They got all the equipment, it snows, trucks are out, sanding the ground, but you head farther south, and people don't know how to handle it. You know, there's accidents, because there's a little bit of ice, and people drive too quickly, or they're blinded by the snow. Yeah, over here, we're, we're not prepared at all, and when we do have the gritters go out, it is usually, um, I think they have to wait for a certain temperature, either... Uh, zero degrees or minus one and then they go out but then they'll stall on going out until around about 11 o'clock midnight mm. so they can actually get their overtime because it doesn't happen that much do they use salt or sand where you are yeah, uh, pass i'd like I, I haven't actually tasted it to be honest <laughs> i don't really go around licking the floor it's it's a brownie salty sandy mix no it could be as that. far as I'm, i know but they're, they're having trouble um keeping up with the rush obviously Everywhere, every borough around England at the moment is scraping around for this stuff. Yeah, and it, it's it's just disappearing. So we're we're having problems at the moment. Uh, up where we used to live, they used sand, and it it really wouldn't do very much. You know, it gives it a little bit of traction, but it doesn't make the stuff melt any faster, and it just kind of leaves everything dirty looking as the snow starts to melt. And then other places will use salt, which does a real nice job, but it does a number on your cars. And it kills any yeah. vegetation along the side of the road, and it gets washed <laughs> into the gutter. You know, it's it's a lose lose. So I guess they have some other kind of chemicals that they use these days. But where we live here now, we're ten miles from the ocean, so I guess the natural saltiness of the air tends to make the snow wetter, and not we don't get as much. It kind of goes west to north of us. Yeah. But where I am now, like literally looking out the window, across the street from me, the guy has no snow at all. My yard has two inches of snow simply from which way our houses face. His gets direct sunlight all day, and mine gets the shadow of the house. So right. I was I'll out there you. yesterday shoveling, and he was just kind of waving at me, a little smile on his face. <laughs> Nature's doing it for him. That's right. He said, I used to live on that side of the street. you got to buy in the right place. Location, <laughs> just like they say, location, location. I took my little boy out to make a snowman while it lasted at least because I had no way of getting out to work because the gritters hadn't been round and I I defrosted my car but that's as far as I got to be honest so I took my little boy out sledging and made a couple of snowmen and by the time we got back from the shops all the older kids had knocked the snowmen over and you wonder why the hell you made a snowman in the first place but we've still got about an inch of ice it's not even snow anymore it's just turned to ice oh wow but that's covering our whole garden at the moment. But we're due for more on Thursday stroke Friday. So looking forward to it. But obviously I don't know whether I'm going to be paid or not if I go into work or not. I actually had a, a close call on the way home from uh, work today. I was, I was not tiptoeing, but I was I was just doing normal speeds along the country roads because that's, that's where I live at the moment. Mm-hmm. And there was a, literally a... a cigarette paper between me and another car that was spinning 
wow. right next to me. It, it just happened to be on an ice patch, and I'd actually uh, skidded on it earlier in the morning and coming home uh, this evening. I, I knew it would be there because it, it's, it's always in the um, in the shadows, mm-hmm. that part of the road. So it was literally a, a cigarette papers away. He he fishtailed in and out a couple of times. I was like, oh, bloody hell, what's going on here? <laughs> As he got closer and closer to me. But no, it all worked out good and he recovered. But there are a lot of people just you know, putting their foot down and going, ah, it'd be all right, it'd be okay. And then you end up in a ditch. Oh, yeah. That's my boss. <laughs> Your boss got in an accident? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he ended up in a ditch. Oh, wow. He's been a clever clogs and floored it and ended up on the down the ditch at the side of the road. So, you know, no laughing there. And I, I know of a couple of other people that have ended up in ditches. So Jeez. It, it's it's all, all going mad. No one's ever seen snow around here before. Yeah, you just you have to respect nature. There's too many things that look innocent and seem like they're not a big deal and they, they can just own you sometimes. Yeah, I think it's the biggest snowfall over here for about 20 years. Oh, wow. I can't remember the last time we had it real bad. I, I think I had my Star Wars toys out in, in the snow at the time. I had my hat out and snow speeder, yeah. and I was going, yeah, I'm on half wicked. <laughs> well, it's good your son got to go out and kind of play in it. Yeah. I'll have to look and see. Uh, from this past uh, Christmas, my mother and daughter, they made a snowman, and they left it out you know, right outside the front door, and I, I don't know if it was near the dryer vent or it just got unseasonably warm, but they went to open the door and it was this deformed, mutated, half-melted. It was uh, like um, it could have easily caused a trauma to see this this happy little <laughs> snowman from a couple hours ago. Now it's like, help me, help me. Like, oh. So I don't know if it's better or worse that your snowman was uh, taken care of by the neighbors. I mean, my daughter was good about it, but... I could just picture someone younger opening the door and going, ah, what happened? Ah, Frosty, come back. <laughs> Poor little fella, he's melting away. Oh, it just, it looked like someone literally took a ha- hair dryer and just kind of held him hostage for an hour and melted him down. <laughs> now, my kids were nearly in tears with this because oh. we, we'd spent a good hour and a half rolling this ball around build up this snowman we had made a three-tier one as well we had, had the carrot and i had the pen knife out making holes in it so he could put kiwis for eyes and carrot for the nose and and he was nearly in tears when we came back yeah it's it's not right how some people just don't respect that stuff but it's cool you went yeah. old school with it and you made made the traditional style did it have clothes or was it naked oh it was, it, it was in the buff oh, no no clothes whatsoever no, hat, no scarf but, no, no, no. They're, they're on us all the time. We haven't got spare, no, spare or anything around here. I just enjoy getting the pen knife out, feeling a bit manly, cutting a bit of there ice up. It, like some caveman activity out there? Just... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like either playing with fire, barbecues, or sharpening a stick yeah. with, a, with a knife. You always feel a bit manly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we had a couple of news stories we'd go through, and like I said, we're going to mix it up a little bit today. So I had some I found first one is actually something local. There's a town near where I live, probably about an hour, hour and a half away, and there's a guy who's been delivering newspapers for, I think the article says about three or four years. This 53-year-old guy, he's, he used to work for the local newspaper delivering things, and we have these boxes where you put some coins in, you open it up, and you can take out one paper, or if you're a little shifty, you can take out all the papers if you want you're on the honor system you take out one close it up and you go are they like the um 
the unit in uh, Superman. Do you remember watching the film Superman? And yes. He, he put a, a bit of money in there and dropped it off. And I, I never thought anyone did them. No, they're still all over, especially by train stations and stuff near us, bus stops. But so this guy, he, he doesn't work for the newspaper anymore, but he's been going, putting his quarter in, taking out a good 15, 20 papers, and doing that around town, and then just going to his old customers and delivering the newspaper for him. <laughs> going and come every couple of weeks, he's been going and making collections and taking his tip and all that stuff. <laughs> so they figure he stole more than $12,000 worth of newspapers since 2006. Wow. The people who actually have been delivering to... They're happy. They're happy with the service. They don't really care where he's getting the papers. They think, hey, what's the big deal? Just give him back the job. He didn't actually lose the job. I think he just retired or he was just done doing it. But it's getting a little bit of controversy because they're saying he was stealing from the elderly because that's who he was bringing the newspapers to. And this guy's defense is, you know, they don't want to go get the paper themselves. He's offering them the service and he's only charging them what the normal subscription rate would be. Where's the, the money going to, though? Well, I guess it's going to him. That's the key. Yeah. Although he can probably make the case he's not stealing from the people. He's stealing from the newspaper because he's paying yeah. for one copy and he's getting a good 15 or 20. To be honest, he, he's, doing a, he's doing a nice little service for the you know, community you know, with fingers up in the air. But you know, he, he must be pocketing a, a fair, tidy sum, I'd imagine, for that. Because obviously he's paying for the initial papers. Is that right? Uh, he's... I'm not sure. I'm not sure I follow you. I'm just wondering if he's paying paying for the papers and then going and delivering them and then receiving the money after it, or is he just nicking them and then going around and claiming the money after? No, he's collecting after. They basically pay him every couple of weeks or every couple of months after they get the papers. And right. the guy actually claims that he even told some of the customers he didn't really work there. He was just getting the paper for them and all. <laughs> the actual tip-off to the newspaper was a salesperson called someone who was not a subscriber to try to get them to subscribe to the newspaper and they said oh I already have a subscription that caused this whole investigation here they st- staked out a couple of the booths they caught him on videotape at least four times on one day and that's it I don't know I mean he did do something wrong and I understand it but it's it did seem to get a lot more attention than it really needed it had to be a slow news day for that, <laughs> that to yeah. be such a big deal I'd like to have seen them stake out one of them booths just hanging around it you know shifty looking glances towards a guy that's uh, raiding it for the newspapers. Yeah. Feel like a, a, a trashy 70s uh, cop comedy. Yeah, two guys in the apartment across the street, the guy down in the uh, old car with the sunglasses on, looking away, but out of the yeah. corner of his eye, he's watching. We got him coming. Unit 2, yeah. pulling. <laughs> go, go, go! <laughs> it's like a, an honesty box, I'd imagine, where where you can actually like pull up one or two papers out, so you, you put your money in, you pull one or two papers out, so it's, it's, it is like an honesty box, right. really. So, you know, they're, they're hoping that you won't actually nick, like, four or five and then distribute them yourself. Right. No, that's it. That's exactly what it's like. All right, let's move on to a different topic here. Uh, this actually comes to me from someone I follow on Twitter. Uh, I think her real name is Rose. I don't know. But she's a pink-haired geek, as she describes herself. <laughs> And uh, she does all kinds of things, but she threw out there this reference to an article about an immortal jellyfish. And so what she sent out was an article from January 2009 talking about this jellyfish that it's asexual, it's born, it matures over the course of about three to four weeks, and it 
bears children, and then where normally jellyfish will die after they lay their eggs or, or have babies, whatever it is, this one kind of regresses. Somehow it changes changes its cellular structure, and it goes back to the state of being, I guess, the equivalent of human toddler or preteen. Oh, wow. And it just goes through the cycle. I thought at first it was a recent discovery, but then poking around online... There were some papers written about it in 1996. There were a couple of online articles from 2003. I'm not sure what actually brought it back to light recently. And the only thing I could really find was, because this thing doesn't die naturally, there's starting to be a lot of them. And it started in the Caribbean, and now all over the world these things exist. And unless something eats it, they don't die. It's called the Turritopsis nutricula. And I'll put the spelling of that in our show notes here, because I'm sure I butchered that. (laughs) But it's the only known animal that is capable of reverting completely to its younger self. It's the same process that goes on when you regenerate a lost limb. Some uh, reptiles can do that. They lose an arm, sometimes they can grow it back. But this process, it applies to its whole body, and it goes back to the polyp state. Does it start all over again, then? Or, like, going back to a toddler, or...? Yeah, it's just an infinite cycle, and they haven't found any limit to what it can do. It can do it as many times as it wants. Wow, that's cool. These things are about half a centimeter in every direction because they're kind of round. You know, so half a centimeter diameter, bell-shaped. They start out with uh, eight tentacles and as they get older, they have as many as, I think, 20. And then as part they'd of that be process... Good, um, they'll be a good little pet for kids, though, wouldn't they? You'd never know. have to go through the, uh, the grieving process of losing oh, yeah. a pet ever again. <laughs> well, they're predatory, so I don't know what they eat. That would be an interesting thing to find out. I'm sure if it was any kind of meat or anything that people could be alarmist about, that we would know about it. Yeah. That these immortal jellyfish are going to take over the world. What if they eat, eat each other? The only way to delete a jellyfish is for a jellyfish to <laughs> gobble it up. That's so cool, though, because obviously they can go into like this, the science of this. And I'm sure someone's thinking about, you know, making humans immortal from now on just through these jellyfish. I'm, I'm sure someone's thought about that already. Yeah, I, th- I know they already study what the reptiles can do to try to figure out how to regenerate lost limbs and things like that. But whatever it is that reverses the aging of the cells, um, that's a science. That's worth investing billions, I'm sure, to companies to try to find something. Yeah. And I'm sure there's even you know knockoff or phony versions where someone says... We've got a uh, Teratopsis nutricula urine. <laughs> you know they they sell you know they they sell those different kind of things like uh, it's made from rhinoceros horn and thing all these different things that are supposed to somehow capture the essence of an animal. Yes, just walk around for three days with this on your face and you'll yeah, look right. younger. I, I was really surprised even more to find out that it wasn't something totally new. So I'm gonna have to keep digging and see if I can find out what's going on that brought it to light. Because, like I said, I see 1996 was the original study a couple scientists had put together, formally declaring that this creature does it, and then they probably got published in 2003. The Telegraph, which I guess is a UK paper, had a big article about it in 2009, and I don't know why. And then the last little story that actually I found today, just poking around and I was shocked, um, has to do with the economic conditions around the world. There's an article on... 247wallstreet.com and it's actually been already circulated all through America Online and Time Magazine. All their web pages have it too, but the source seems to be 247 Wall Street. And the headline is Typhoid Mary 
and finding the man who started the global recession. And it's a very lengthy article that basically says that there's a man in Stockton, California, who bought a home in 2003. It goes into pretty explicit detail using Countrywide Savings Bank. He got a $250,000 mortgage without putting any money down, and he defaulted on the loan, and he's the cause of the recession. And the final line, the part that really bugs me about this article, the final paragraph says, Somewhere in the countrywide archives are his phone number, his address, and he's still looking for permanent employment. (laughs) There's no way they can say that this single person is single-handedly responsible for the collapse of all these banks and, and all this stuff. And if it's not true, I just think it's irresponsible for them to have just the statement as if there is this one person because somewhere there's a nut job who lost their house and there's some other like vigilante kind of person who thinks if I hack into that computer and I take this information I'm going to find this and and they're going to pinpoint some poor person you know Ralph Smith who got a $250,000 mortgage just happens to fit this criteria and they're going to go after him like he really is the cause of it all yeah they'll lynch him just you know for the whole worldwide recession but exactly maybe maybe he's the um obviously the the banks and places are, are coming to a point where they they can lend out the money and then all of a sudden they can't lend out the money and maybe across the world you know that there, there were a couple of people that broke the uh, the camel's back basically right and even this it goes into detail to say how they pinpoint to here that looking at the trends and backing to where it all kind of first started and, and where the first shortcomings seem to happen. They have zeroed in on this region, and um, it's a likely suspect because the homes in the area had been increasing in value by 10% every year historically, and so it was a kind of place where people would be able to get a mortgage without putting any money down because the value of the asset is going to increase so quickly. And I mean, It's far more serious than than we normally like to talk about but i just i was shocked that someone had the nerve to sit there and go oh yeah you know all this stuff it's his fault and whether they think they know who it is or just to imply that you can really look at something like this and blame it on one person it just boggles my mind you you can't blame it on all on one person really can you 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 can't make sweeping statements like that and you know would it be classes like slander to actually make a statement like that, you know, over one guy? You know, obviously all the focus is going to be on this guy, and he's the reason why we've all slipped into this, you know, big bog of no money at the moment. So I, I can't see how they can actually, you know, swing that towards him. Right, but it, that's the thing—they probably don't really even have to, because just the way that mob mentality works, like you said, they they don't even have to make a formal statement that. He did X, Y, and Z. The couple of facts or a couple of rumors to kind of imply that this person might be responsible and and it just gets a momentum of its own. But yeah. I do have to say, you know, every year we have those fires in the western part of the United States. And the, it'll be for weeks that uh, the dry plains just they catch on fire. And, and you'll hear on the news that they think it, it all started because this one camper left something. They left their uh, bonfire still glowing embers when they left for the night. Yeah. And somehow they track it all the way back to that. I'm a little more inclined to believe that because there's more tangible. You can check the burning and you can 
you know, well, this burned 82 hours ago, and this section here burned 84 hours ago, so you can kind of follow the footsteps. Yeah, there's forensic evidence for that, though, isn't there? Right, and this, to me, rings of, like, fake forensic evidence, which the internet is full of. <laughs> but I just saw that this morning, and I was like, really? They're really going to try to say? It just blows my mind. But so many times when something goes wrong, you see people looking for a scapegoat. Like, yes, we were irresponsible, and yes, we made bad decisions, but did you read? Did you read? It's all his fault. If he hadn't done his thing, it wouldn't have been us. Already, Time Magazine, America Online, USA Today, all those websites now have it, and it just adds credibility to it. It's frightening. So I need something light. I need to be cheered up. Need something... Okay, need something light. Let Let me search. I found a website. Have you ever been on StumbleUpon? Uh, I've heard of it. I don't think I've actually used it. I've only just started using it. I, I don't use it a hell of a lot. I've used it, you know, once or three times, I'd imagine. I, inverted commas, stumble upon uh, this website. It's called djtech.net. We'll have all the stuff up in the show notes. But mm-hmm. it's 500 most useless facts. <laughs> There's only 499 <laughs> of these useless facts, but they didn't think anyone would re- read through all of them. <laughs> but uh, let me find a couple. Um, buh, 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 buh. Most American car horns honk in the key of F. Oh, wow. A giraffe can go without water longer than a camel. Everything you're saying, I'm, my first thought is, I think I've heard that. And I was like, no, I never have. <laughs> Where would I have ever heard that? You might have. I don't think so. A pregnant goldfish is called a twit. That I've heard. A jiffy is a unit of time one hundredth of a second. So you'd be back in a jiffy. So that's a lie when somebody says that. Yeah. I'm going to call someone out on that. It's like, just a sec. <laughs> uh, a whale's penis is called a dork. <laughs> I didn't know that. No. So you're swearing when you do that. To call a kid a dork or something. It's it's kind of obscene. Well, yeah, yeah. It, is, is it used? It's not used kind of a lot over here, to be honest. It's usually used like a, a nerd or a geek. Yeah, we, we more have um, dickhead. Nah, we have that too. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of other ones that we have. Uh, cats have over 100 vocal sounds, while dogs only have about 10. Hmm. So they have bigger vocabulary. Honey is the only food which does not spoil, obviously. Ooh, I wonder why. What, honey? Yeah, well, like I mean, I could see other things go bad, but what is it about honey that makes it not spoil? That's like that immortal jellyfish. So I'm surprised that hasn't become... Everything's in honey, or everything has honey in it. That could be the new caviar, though, couldn't it? Yeah. Well, them immortal jellyfish wrapped up in honey. <laughs> uh, the electric chair was invented by a dentist. More Monopoly money is printed in a year than real money throughout the world. Wow. You know, there, there are pretty, pretty good facts and stuff that will knock other important stuff out of your brain. Yeah, that's well, it's definitely something to look at. 500 of them will last a while. Sex burns 360 calories per hour. And there's an actual link on here as well. I won't actually link onto that, just okay. in case. Oh, it sends me to a wiki. Yeah, just in case I end up with lots of porn coming yep. up on my, my, <laughs> my computer. Yeah, we'll you know, go to it, have a, have a half hour just sprinting through it, go up and down, up and down. And, you know, there, there's 499, so you, know, you can have hours of fun with that. Yeah. There's actually a thread on Simply Syndicated that I saw was, what's your bar fact? You know, you go and you're making small talk with people, what little fact do you throw out that makes people go, 
Oh, I didn't know that before. So here's a whole collection mm-hmm. of 499 candidates for that. Yeah. All right. Well, that that was a good web find. I didn't. I've never looked at stumble on stumble on or stumble upon or uh, stumble upon. Okay, I'll have to check I'll, that out. I'll send you a link for it later on. Anyway. Okay, and this is DJ Tech. So that brings us to the rating section. Yeah, I think this week it's going to be more of a, a true false um, statement. Okay. I've, I've got a couple of here. I've got a um, a page from the Daily Mail from last Thursday. Um, Basically, there, there's been a, uh, a hoax has been exposed. Uh, a hoax called uh, cello scrotum. Basically, people hurting themselves uh, actually playing the cello, and someone's turned around and said, "No, it doesn't exist. You don't get cello scrotum. You know, scrub it from the board." Okay. <laughs> and they they've written down an- another twenty that people actually worry about. So. Just thought I'd give you a little test on these. Okay, so some of them might be true, and some of them might not be real. Yeah, that's right, okay. yeah. All right. I have to bear with me, because I may stumble all over these. Where do I start? Right, alien hand syndrome. Uh, occurs when sufferers lose control of a limb, most likely due to a faulty brain wiring. <laughs> the alien hand <laughs> can provide the most... Un- oh, sorry... The alien hand can prove most unhelpful, stubbing out cigarettes while the other hand is just lit, <laughs> or unzipping the flyer while the other one is just zipped up. Now, do you reckon this is true or false? I'm going to say yes. It's a real condition. Something psychological. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is re- uh, true. Uh, symptoms can be reduced by keeping the alien hand busy. <laughs> <laughs> Here, play with this yo-yo. Okay, yeah, don't mind my hand. Well, funny enough, it says give it a puzzle or something to unravel, ravel, unravel or object to hold. Uh, either that or pop a tea cosy over it and hope it calms down later. So, yeah, it's totally true. <laughs> That'd be weird. wicked, though. You put a puppet on it. <laughs> World's scariest puppet, though. <laughs> Let it come to life. That's right. I don't know what it's going to say. It just keeps. It's like, um, did you ever see the South Park episode? Where Eric Cartman makes a Jennifer Lopez hand puppet, and it comes. No, to I've tried to watch uh, South Park. No. I've, I always miss it though. I, I've never seen a whole season all the way through. I know. Uh, you probably don't need to. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that, there's something about that that definitely resonates with the st- wow alien hand. Okay, well now I have a new excuse for when bad things happen. Yeah, so, so just say it's your alien hand. Next one. Uh, monkfish mouth. The temporarily... Oh, there's no L in temporary. There is temporary. The temporary paralysis around the mouth causes the corners of a mouth to turn down and the bottom lip to protrude, hence the name monkfish mouth. Now, is this true or false? Wow. I've seen people <laughs> who look like that, but... Wow. Yeah, you head down to London... At a place called Woolwich, and they they hang around a fountain down there drinking super tea all day, <laughs> just getting mashed out of their face, trying to go into the Weber Spoons, getting cheap beer out of there, coming back out, getting denied in there, going down to the offie, buying all this cheap booze, and they sit around the, the fountain. Um, so you're, what are you going for, sorry? I'm going for No, true. I'm afraid this one's false. Even no. though I have seen tons of people like this, no, this one's false. I have to, yeah. <laughs> they're just, they're just ugly. That's all. 
Banker's Ankle. And I, I, I actually believe that there's a supermarket ankle as well, to be honest. Um, a painful okay. condition caused by repetitive crossing and uncrossing of ankles during long, tense meetings. Ooh. I can picture that being real. Just, I don't I'm know doing it name. now. I'll say it's true, too. I'm, I'm actually okay. doing it now. You're suffering yeah, from banker's, banker's ankle. ankle. <laughs> <laughs> now, this one's false. It, you know, it, there's no such thing of it. But I do believe there is a supermarket ankle. Because if you go down to Tesco's, there's always people with fat ankles stacking them shelves. <laughs> <laughs> They're banging into stuff, yeah. getting hit with carts. <laughs> well, I think it's where they, it's where they can't quite reach the top shelf. And so they have to go on tiptoes. And it mm-hmm. just builds up their muscle in their ankles and toes. That's right. <laughs> right, let me go for another one. Uh, Paris Syndrome. Exclusive to Japanese tourists, this causes those from Japan to suffer mental breakdowns while sightseeing in the city of romance. Uh, that's got to be false. No, this one's true. I'm afraid <laughs> so. Um, wow. It's only Japanese it tourists, is, huh? Nobody no, else gets it. It says here, so it must be true. It must be. If it's in the paper, it must be true. <laughs> the condition affects around about 12 out of every million visitors and is a severe form of culture shock, which kicks in when they discover that neither Paris nor its inhabitants are quite as happy as they are in films. So, yeah. So it's like a pity faint? They come in and they say, but, but you're not happy here? Then oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that... They're oh not all gosh. riding around on bicycles with uh, onions around their neck. No. I, I think it just freaks them out. Oh, jeez. Right. Um, right, I'll, I've got two two more here for you, if, if you want to carry on. Okay. All right. Right. Uh, guitar nipple. A painful skin irritation suffered by guitar players when the sound box rubs across their chest, catching their nipple. I'm going to say that's a yes, because I think there's something similar for runners. Yeah, that's true. A little bit of chafing, a little Vaseline or yeah. something on there. When I used to play 11-side uh, football, I never used to get it, though. Everyone used to complain about it. I, I don't know if I've got small nipples or if they don't erect as much as everyone else or if they <laughs> go inwards, or, but I've never had it. But, yeah, that, that's an actual uh, symptom. But, yeah, that's true anyway. Right. That's one of those things that if you have it, you, you don't call it that. You know, I, I have chafing. You come up with other words that describe it, but you're not going to call it guitar <laughs> nipple. Colin sick. I, I'm not going to be able to come into work today. My guitar nipple's <laughs> acting up. Right, uh, I've got one more for you. Um, okay. High altitude flatulence disorder. A non-life-threatening but extremely antisocial condition common in otherwise healthy climbers at altitudes of above two. 2,500 metres, whose diet consists mainly of reconstituted dried food, cereal bars, raisins, and the occasional banana. It's so much detail. Oh, wow. Non-lethal. That's made up? Maybe? Fictitious? I don't know. Yeah, it is, it is actually fake. A friend of a friend? <laughs> oh. No, it is absolute 
garbage, basically. But they do actually shorten it to H-A-F-D for short. Well, that's once he gets an acronym, it's like instant exactly. validation. You start getting the fundraisers for it and <laughs> you know, stop the atrocities of H-A-F-N. <laughs> show some cramped up, some mountain hiker kind of curled up in a fetal position, rocking back and forth. Pain. Pain. And all these friends... Too much yeah, all, all these friends standing around him going, look look what you did to him. Look what you did. All your raisin bars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. Wow. So that that's a couple, but there were actually yeah, 20 of them, you said? Yeah, there's 20 the of them. So we yeah, we, we stick them up in the uh, show notes anyway. We'll have to try to get some more detailed stats, too, about our show, no- our show notes about the show. I know from Podbean, I don't know if you've been looking, you can see get the IP address of the people who are downloading and then from that you can kind of tell this one from the United States or this one from UK. And we've got a pretty good representation of countries. Yeah, Jacob has his podcasts on Podbean and he's been talking about a whole little map that he can produce. Little bullet points of where everyone is. So I think we'll have to... That's worth an upgrade, I think, of a dollar ninety-nine or... Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll pay to see that. Yeah. But I and I think also I'll have to start monitoring the how much things are getting uploaded and downloaded and such too, just to make sure we don't go over our yeah. threshold. But I think from the feedback it sounds like everyone's been able to get it. We had that little bit of chipmunking issue with the first <laughs> first episode, but that turns out to be my fault the way I put the the podcast together. So I think okay, cool. that's all been squared away. We've heard good things so far. And you know, we'll have to start thinking, too, about um, maybe getting a guest in one day. Because Winona Ryder's not working out. We'll have to try someone else. I, I did actually try her a couple of times, but she wasn't on Skype, so... That's right. Maybe next time. We'll get her hooked up. So do we have a moral for today's show? Them immortal jellyfish wrapped up in honey. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess on that note, we might as well wrap up episode number four. Hopefully it's been a good listen. Make sure you guys check out the links in the show notes. We referred to a lot of things that we only went into in kind of cursory detail today. Uh, we'll revisit some of them, I'm sure, in the future. But, again, this has been Scott, and Elton's with me. And we've enjoyed producing this show for you guys. So keep giving us the feedback. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter as well. Uh, Twitter.com forward slash Ultimate That's right. Or Twitter.com SHC1970. The intro music today and the checkout music continues to be Defenseless by Peter John Ross of SunnyBoo.com. And that's it. So thanks a lot, and we'll be talking to you guys in about a week. Cheers, guys. See you later.